we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you a special presentation of Two Nerds a Podcast, your home for everything movies, movie, music, video games, and everything in between. With your hosts, Bunny the Bruiser and Dynamite, Jared Latchy. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, a podcast. We are two nerds. This is a podcast. Hey, did we do it at the same time? We both did the same fucking bit. You were trying to cut me off, and I did your intro for you at the same exact fucking time. That's never happened. Incredible. And then I couldn't hear you at all, but I could hear the screaming briefly. I could barely hear you over my screaming, so... We'll see what that sounds I like. I couldn't hear that you were screaming until I opened my eyes in, in the middle of my scream and then saw you screaming and then it started to come into my... Well, because for a second I thought that, like, I could hear... Um, I owe everyone a Coke because I'm pretty sure that came through. But I'm pretty... Because, like, I heard my microphone going off and I was like, did I... Am I hearing myself oh. through my headphones but you were screaming at the same time? So I stopped mid-scream. So I think you overpowered me with that one, but... It's whatever. Well, regardless, the listeners are just going to hear a giant mess of fucking testosterone um, and, and men screaming. It'll be like an episode of Dragon Ball. Yeah, or, I mean, it has a lot to do with our content today. There's going to be a lot of testosterone, so you know how it is. A lot of testosterone all month and next month because we are reviewing lesser-watched movies from some of the manliest actors of all time and this month we're talking about arnold schwarzenegger really today, we're, we're talking about arnold schwarzenegger this month hold yeah. on i'm so confused because you told me it was arnold month but i thought we were talking about arnold stang no 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 no, no arnold Strong. so you're telling me i watched pinocchio in outer space for no reason <laughs> god damn guys- it jared <laughs> I, I hope you actually did watch Pinocchio in Outer Space. The classic <laughs> 1965 film starring Arnold Stang, Pinocchio in Outer Space, was a Belgian-American production, and I sat through that, and we're not even talking about that today. Did you really? No. For a shoot? Did you watch Pinocchio <laughs> Yeah, Pinocchio for a space? shoot, I watched Pinocchio in Outer Space. <laughs> I watched Pinocchio's Revenge when I was, like, 12. I have not seen that, but I've heard, I've heard stories that illustrious film it was awful but i think that 20 or geez i think well i do think 25 year old me would appreciate pinocchio's revenge a lot more but i also think that 32 year old me would also appreciate (laughs) pinocchio's revenge a lot more than i did when i was 12 when i was 12 if a movie was bad it was bad and, and that's ironic because I liked a lot of bad movies. As one does when they're a child. Yeah, lots of lots of bad films. Um, my wife texted me. <laughs> that's why my phone went off. And she's like, I thought you were being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's, it's never too late. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we can make it a reality. And Jared, I, before we get started, I feel like I owe you a bit of an apology for last week, man. Because, you know, you said that 2021 was pretty shitty so far, and I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, 2020 was so bad, there's no way this year fucking sucks, but this year fucking sucks already. <laughs> man, we could have used a 
um, Brewer, um, God, what's his goddamn name? A Brewer? Gordon Brewer. We Go- could have used Gordon Brewer the other day. Who the fuck is Gordon Brewer? Gordon Brewer is the um, part that Arnold Schwarzenegger plays in Collateral Damage, the oh, film that we're watching today. Oh, that's true, yeah. Or that we've watched and that we are discussing today. We have watched and we'll be talking about today. Um, we decided to switch the schedule up a little bit because last week we were talking about we were going to watch End of Days. Um, but we figured the state of the world, uh, we're talking about domestic terrorism and all this shit going on in America today. So we figured may as well do the film with Arnold Schwarzenegger having to do with terrorism. You know, I don't think that a lot of people that may listen to this in the future when this podcast inevitably blows up. It just becomes the biggest podcast of all time. I don't think that they're going to have the wherewithal to go to the show, click on the show notes or whatever that are on the thing, the the captions or, you know, Austin, <laughs> what are you doing? I don't think they're going to have the wherewithal to check the date of the show. So um, what I'll just say is that we are talking about the group of pathetic rednecks that broke into the state capitol and had a little ruckus. They made a little ruckus in the in the capitol. Yes, they and then started getting their ass beat when the night cops came out. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I mean, earlier this season, if you guys remember, those of you have been sticking with us all season, um, you had a little bit of a bit. You were a little right-wing, like, sympathizer. Uh, you dropped that act pretty quick. <laughs> After a couple weeks? (laughs) I don't know if... If it was really, like... (laughs) There's no proper way to say what I was going to (laughs) say. I don't know if it was an act, buddy. (laughs) Perhaps my left-wing sympathizing is an act. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, um, I don't know if it was really a... It was just, like, a joke. That I would mention, like, every now and then, and then would have to put, like, a disclaimer at the end of every everything, which kind of kills the joke. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely, those were my people. I was, <laughs> I was, I was cheering these fucking idiots on um, from the the Flying J kitchen. Comrades. I was, That's probably offensive to them, to call them comrades. Um, brothers. I wish I could have been there with you, but I was too busy slaving away to the man and getting paid horrible wages to do <laughs> shitty work. Very true. Um, That's the dream that we were fighting for that day. Yeah, all for all for Mac the Donald. Civil War 2021. Jesus Christ, what a fucking embarrassment. <laughs> I'm, what a I, 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 picture this. Guy. They, like, showed up in, like, the Viking, like, with the face Oh, paint. oh, trust me, he's already in the thumbnail. I already, I added that shit before we even recorded. <laughs> How about this clown? And then there was the people that, um, I was on Twitter, and I'm just kind of going through looking at all the, the, uh, mentions and all the talks about it. And, uh, Jesus Christ, my dog is standing on his hind legs on the couch right now. Um. <laughs> And uh, they're like, oh, there was left wing. Uh, oh, they were undercover. Yeah, everyone was undercover. Here they are on the Antifa website. And like everybody was quick to point out, Antifa website only posts about 
fascists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it lists actual fascists on their website. So you know when you're walking down the street and this fucking inbred redneck piece of shit is walking walking opposite of you, you know to punch him in the throat. Um, but so they uh, sh- showed like a really bad quality. The one guy's hand tattoo was out. And it looked kind of similar to like the hammer and sickle, yeah, like communism right. thing, right? And um, it was actually a symbol from a video game. Um, I can't even remember the video game. the 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 symbol of the outsider from freaking Dishonored. And, Something uh, like that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've never played the game. But uh, the right-wing crackpots, the same people that broke into the Capitol and wrecked Nancy Pelosi's office. Wow, whoop-dee-doo. They've mistaken the symbol for, what is it, the USSR, just communism in general, with, with a thing from a video game. Yeah, you know, you know how it is. Very, very educated bunch there. Imagine, like, I can't even imagine, like, the one girl fucking died or whatever for Donald Trump. Like, who, well, the, she fuck, was a... who the fuck is out there risking their lives for the host of The Apprentice? QAnon crackpots. One of the great conspiracy theories that we've talked about on this very show. One that you very much believe in. I can't believe that you weren't there at the Capitol marching with your brethren. I know, uh, right? Yeah, should have been there, man. She believed in the lizard people and the and the cabal of satanic pedophiles that uh, is the Democratic Party and the Hollywood elites. Um, there's videos of her online, like on the way to this, like talking about QAnon and and all that stuff, and it's it's sad, but at the same time. Man, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but I got to be controversial somehow. And um, yeah, someone died because they were stupid enough to believe the things that Donald Trump says. I think what there was like five people that died or whatever. But was it five? I think it was uh, five. It was like, like this former Air Force veteran. Um, this is why I don't thank every person. I don't. This is why I don't thank the troops for their service because they're very possibly just as stupid as as this person was yeah i understand we you were, s- you were, were you in afghanistan fighting before the uh for donald I don't, I don't even know what i'm gonna say here it was i don't know she she was she was dumb she shouldn't have died she shouldn't have even been there True. Yeah, no one should have even been there. Got some quality memes out of it, though. I mean, we got, like, the old lady grandma. Did you see the, like, the old lady? It's like, oh, th- is this the Cracker Barrel gift shop? Oh, my God. Yes, this this lady. Holy shit. <laughs> Her and the Viking guy, those are the, the people that really steal. Oh, and then the Florida man that was stealing uh, Pelosi's thing. Oh, the one that looks like Chris Jericho? <laughs> It could have been Chris Jericho. Well, because it was on a Wednesday, and they're he like, is, "Why he is he's stationed in Florida right now?" Right? Yeah. If it was on Wednesday, then Chris Jericho probably says he has an alibi. Well, it was on a Wednesday, and they were like, "Oh, I want I wonder if uh, Jericho's going to be on Dynamite tonight." And it was just like a picture of that guy with 
with the podium, who has I'm since been arrested. The Undertaker didn't ride through on his motorcycle. I know, right? A known, a known right wing sympathizer. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, everyone seems to be getting their comeuppance. I mean, they're making the arrests, and the Donald has been banned from pretty much every internet site imaginable. That's so underwhelming to me, and honestly, everybody's like posting about it, and they're celebrating, oh my god, Donald Trump banned from Twitter, yeah, wow, that's your crushing victory? I think, I think it's hilarious he was banned from Pinterest. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's funny. That? That's funny. I was he even on Pinterest. I don't know, but he was banned. Pinterest from... just went out of their way to be like, Donald Trump is not welcome on our platform. Pretty much. I guess. I mean, they banned him from Twitch. Um, Spotify banned him just like every site banned. That's him. brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. First, Donald Trump has to lose out on all the the entire screwdriver disc, discography has been taken off Spotify. They even took <laughs> off One Life Crew, which I was kind of like, oh man, I like crime-ridden society. Um, but they took off the entire screwdriver um, discography, so he can't listen to, what is it, White Rider or, or whatever no it idea. is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so that was already shitty, and then they kicked him off of Spotify, so now he can't even listen to Spotify, but let's be very clear. Donald Trump listens to all of his music on CD still, because that's the only way that you can listen to Screwdriver. Pretty much, yeah. There's some songs on YouTube. They are awful. What a <laughs> terrible band. I, I would play some just to make fun of them here on the air, not being worried about any sort of Legal Copy- action, <laughs> copyright, copyright, copyright thing. Because I'd be like, what, what? <laughs> like, what is YouTube gonna freaking come at us for, for copyright infringement on Screwdriver? Like one of the most infamous skinhead racist bands in history. Like, but I don't want to play their lyrics on, on I like for for people to hear because they're offensive and terrible. Yes, but very much. I also want people to hear how just bad musically they are. So. If you just want to hear something bad and be like, wow, people actually... And you'll go in the comments and see all the people that broke into the Capitol commenting on it and being like, now this is music. Oh, you sissies out there can't handle this music. Brother, have you ever heard of Biohazard? That's hard. That's, that's <laughs> non-sissy music. Or, or freaking Body Count, which is kind of bad musically, honestly. But... Do you listen to that new Body Count record? I mean, you sent Miles, me that picture Miles the other... tried to get me to listen to it, <laughs> and I was like, no, no, thank you. Because he sent me the one song of his, like, with Jamie Josta was in it or whatever, and I was like, alright, this is kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, you know what you can listen to? You can just listen to, um... Hey, Braid. <laughs> uh, no, you can listen to Ice Pick, um, that has, uh, Jamie Josta and Ice-T on it, as well as, like, the singer of Mad Ball. And like uh, sick of it all or whatever on there. It's uh, real recognizes real. Oh, and, yeah. And th- they say some kind of uh, there's some anti LGBTQ language going around in the song. I'm sure there is. Uh, but being the right wing sympathizer that I am, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're banned from Twitter. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> let me just be perfectly clear that if this was a Black Lives Matter protest, they'd all the be Capitol dead. Building, they'd all be every dead. single person would have been dead. They would have dropped the atomic bomb on the Capitol building and just rebuilt it later. It would have been justified. But no, to... the, co- the cops are out there making out with the fucking tribal chief guy or oh, whatever. Oh, God, it was like watching gay porn. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Everybody, everybody thinks that I'm like the enemy of Glad right now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just totally ridiculous. Um, these people are lucky that they're white because a lot more of them would have been dead if they were not. Very true. Yeah. Good to know we're out here being the voice of reason of <laughs> for all this. But. Isn't it crazy when, when like Jim Cornette is like the voice of reason on, on stuff like this? Yeah, I mean, he, I stole his line about the atomic bomb. Uh, <laughs> oh, did he he had some comments to say about it. I'm sure. He, every week, this guy goes on there, cuts a promo on Donald Trump. So this week, they gave him some stuff to work with. I'm sure he was very happy about that. He gets he got some, some good good some, material. Yeah, some promo fuel. Yeah. It was good. But speaking of terrorists, buddy, we watched Collateral Damage. And let's be very clear. We did not change to Collateral Damage to be more topical. This movie is about 20 minutes shorter than End of Days. And that's why why I watched this last night. I was coming off a, a late shift and had to work in the morning. And I was like, there's no way... I'm watching End of Days, which is two hours and three minutes. I'll take Collateral Damage, which is like an hour and 43 minutes. Yeah. Which is very fun. Yeah, it was, uh, felt quite a bit longer <laughs> than that. But, I don't know, it didn't feel too bad watching it. Um, I did see your letterbox score, because I was checking it every single day this week, being like, alright, what are we talking about this week? What's he gonna watch? And then I saw the Collateral Damage, and I was like, alright! Ready to go. And, so And then when and then when you saw the Italian stallion pop up, you're like, Whoa, what what is this? I was like, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> no, collateral damage. What'd you think, Buddy the Bruiser? Well, we gave it the same exact rating, two and a half. Um was a little underwhelmed. Um I mean I was expecting it to be I don't know what I was expecting, but it was just, there's nothing special about it. I don't know. It wasn't, I don't know what to say. I mean, we'll get into it, but. Very articulate, buddy. Thank you. As you know. Uh, I didn't know what to expect, but at the same time, I expected it to be the drizzling shits. <laughs> so I was pleasantly surprised that it was not the drizzling shits, that it was just a movie. Yeah, it, it was a film, no doubt about it. <laughs> It could have it could have stood to be a little bit more exciting than it was, but at the same time, it wasn't completely boring. Yeah, it wasn't completely boring. I was just I I don't know. I guess I was a little hopeful that it would be a little bit more fun than it was. I guess. I mean, I well, the cover of the fucking movie is just like God. People dropping out of helicopters, a gigantic explosion, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger's fucking face towering over all of it, and you're like. Holy shit. You're like, yeah, this is going to be hard, bro. What the fuck? This, this, this is action movies. 
Like, this is what it's all about, baby. And it was okay. Yeah, it was all right. I didn't hate it. It it very much prescribed to what I said. Every Arnold movie has something that you're like, yep, that was good. You and, know. and what did it for you? Um, I mean, I think overall this movie's not bad. I really, I gave it a two and a half, which is usually my score for not bad. Probably I'll never watch it again, but I liked it. Yeah, that's my rating system. It's two and a half, liked it, wouldn't watch again. But three is like I'd watch, I'd watch it again. I liked it. So that's like the only difference between two and a half and three for me. But I don't know. So what was the scene that stuck out to you? What was the the Arnold moment? Oh, man. Well, there's a couple. I think that the Arnold moment in this movie, though, is when they really start plugging the title of the movie. And that idiot goes on TV, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry about the guy's wife and child, but, you know, I'm afraid they're just collateral damage. (laughs) And then two seconds later, Arnold breaks into his office. Oh, you want collateral damage? I give you collateral damage? He just starts destroying the entire office. <laughs> he screams collateral damage like 16 times and then gets arrested. <laughs> oh, that was God. pretty good. Yeah, that seems all right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there we go. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, that seems all right. And I mean, there was some good, you know, like, there's always going to be, who doesn't just love Arnold Schwarzenegger screaming? No, it's one of the best things around. That's the greatest thing ever, and I and you know I'll I'll backtrack on what I said. I don't know if you've watched Maggie yet. But that's the one Arnold movie that has where nothing it good. was just like there's nothing. This is an absolute pile of shit. This sucks. The only thing that makes it even watchable is that Arnold is in the movie. But even in the movie, he's boring as piss and he sucks. So there's no screaming, there's no... He doesn't bring to the table what Arnold Schwarzenegger is supposed to bring to the table. <laughs> you know, that stuff. Was that it's the first film? No, because Sabotage was his first film back, and then Maggie was, like, shortly after that. No, there was a, there was a lot before Maggie, because there was the, um... Oh, Jesus Christ, what was the... Here we go, let's go to his... Let's go. Where's Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm going to his filmography. There was the one with Johnny Knoxville, and I liked that movie a lot. Um, I, and let's let's take a look. 81 films. Did I say discography? I, I'm filmography. Filmography. So sab- Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, so- has any um, audio uh, records out, I will gladly listen to those. The Last Stand in 2013. And that's before or after Maggie. That's before Maggie. You know something, man? Politics really hurt Arnold. Because I'm looking at this. We're on his... um, How did I get to the political... I literally clicked on filmography. And now I'm in the political career of Arnold Schwarzenegger. We got the 2003 portrait of Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor. And he just looks in his fucking prime. He looks like (laughs) he just walked off the set of Terminator 2... And he's wearing a suit. He looks like he's going to the premiere of Terminator 2. And uh, by the time he left office, he was just wasn't there. It wasn't. He was uh, not the Arnold that we um, we know and love. Yeah, we know and love. Though he does, he did have a couple of movies after that. I think 
were good, like The Last Stand. Which I did not see. It's fun. Or Escape Plan. Yeah, so he had a few before. For some reason, I thought and Sabotage... Expe- Expendables uh, 1 and 2 are good. I kind of refuse to watch Expendables 3. Have okay. you seen it? I've only seen the first one. Expendables 2 is way better than the first Expendables 2 is what I wanted Expendables 1 to be. Expendables 2 is where they're finally like, you know what? This is what people want, and it's just going to be over-the-top, fucking action, one-liners, fucking Schwarzenegger, Chuck Norris, and just explosions, and, and Stallone, and just muscles, and, right. and shit. And like, that was kind of like what The Expendables was, but they kind of were like, let's treat this a little bit seriously. Right. Like, it wasn't as over-the-top as I wanted it to be. Like... I just wanted Expendables 1 when they announced it in the cast. I was like, this is going to be the film equivalent of the fucking grand finale of a fireworks show. Pretty much, yeah. And it wasn't. Like, the first half of the first Expendables movie was just a lot of, like, dark fucking, you know, dark cinematography with, like, really gritty characters and, and lines and stuff. And I came out of that movie, like, really disappointed. And then when I went to see Expendables 2, they were fucking unloading their entire clips of ammo on, like, one person. And Stallone's like, rest in pieces. Yeah. And goddamn Jean-Claude Van Damme's in there kicking the shit out of everybody. And Jean-Claude Van Damme in that movie is, like, holy shit. He's, like, a super good villain. Really? In that movie. Oh, he's awesome. Expendables 2 is like what Expendables should be. Well, the villain in the first one is kind of underwhelming. Like, he's not like a big, like, action-y kind of guy. Like, if they would have just had, like, Steve Austin be, like, the main villain or whatever, like, the muscle and the brains behind the thing, it would have been a lot better. Instead Steve of just, Austin like, was the best part of the first fucking movie. I know, he's giving everyone the fucking business. <laughs> would he beat the fuck out of Stallone? I was yeah. like, damn, Steve Austin jobs the no man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was the best part. Um, and their fight scene in the first movie was my favorite part of the whole movie. Because that fight scene was like as hard-hitting as they come. I really thought Stone Cold and Sylvester Stallone were actually beating the fuck out of each other. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was good. Um, Expendables 2 is, is fucking awesome. Expendables 3, they rated it PG-13, I think. Um... Well, no, it says Arnold is in the movie. Uh, I don't um, know. Arnold, for Arnold Month next year, that might have to be on the list. Oh, Jesus Expendables Christ. 3. Ugh, but... Or we could do it for Stallone Month this mo- next month. We need some Ooh. Stallone films. Oh. <laughs> now, very, you're, now you're intrigued. <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but the damn... Um, how, how did we even get to this? Maggie. Maggie is the, the fucking worst Arnold movie I've ever seen. It's absolutely terrible. But again, we have yet to watch Junior. So <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the grand finale of the month. So The first thing I noticed in Collateral Damage in the opening scene of the movie is like this 
Arnold um, rescuing people from a massive fire. He's a firefighter. And he has to jump across this gap. Okay? There's like a big hole in the floor. He's got to leap across it. And he ends up having to use like his axe, I'm pretty sure. He has to like hit it down to like fucking hang on or something like that. Kind of cool. But if I hadn't just watched Hercules in New York a week ago, oh, yeah. I, I never would have thought, you know, if Arnold was just fucking 20 years younger um, and still training for Mr. Olympia, he, he definitely would have made this jump. He could have made it in the film. I mean, they could have just cut to a reaction shot or something and showed him on the other side. <laughs> just cut to, the, to a reaction shot of the athletes from Hercules in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Their performance was very convincing. So, I mean, it would probably look better than some of the CGI fire effects that were in this movie. Oof. Oh, we'll get the explosions and the CG missiles. The missiles Oof. were CG in full close-up. Ooh, in the waterfall? Ooh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have it more fresh. I think, and... I think it's um, I think it's just funny to say that we'll just we'll just add this here, and I think this is a this is a, a little bit of an exaggeration. But noted anti-war activist Stan Goff was hired as a consultant, but later described the film as horrible and stated <laughs> that taking on the job was the worst mistake. He had ever made. That's crazy. Oh, Stan. That's he's really stiff he's other, re, don't you think? He's, yeah, <laughs> he's really burying the film here. That wasn't that bad? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Have you watched End of Days, Stan? <laughs> yes. Have you watched any of these other films? Have you seen Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Stan. That was that was stiff, brother. Right. <sighs> But yeah, so collateral damage, I guess the basic premise of the film, Arnold gets his wife and son murdered by terrorists in a big explosion as collateral damage, as we said, and the rest of the film is basically a revenge plot to get him back, but also save America from more terrorist attacks. Um, we get some, From Colombia. From Colombia, yes. <laughs> by the way, which, uh, I mean... It says right here that it's uh, um, a location that hasn't been portrayed extensively in the media, but was a current geopolitical conflict area. I, I mean, I guess it hasn't been used too much in, in media portrayal. Our, the American agenda has always been to um, villainize the Muslims and stuff, so I guess the terrorists from Colombia wouldn't really take center stage. Right. Very often. It goes against the American agenda. Right. And I guess it is worth pointing out that this film was originally supposed to be released in 2001 on October 5th, but was delayed because, obviously, of 9-11. So they didn't want a terrorist film being out so soon, so they delayed it um, until February the following year in 2002. They had to pull the trailer, and they actually had to cut a scene from a fucking movie with an actual airplane hijacking. Which is true, yeah. Was was in the movie. And, um, yeah, that's... It's kind of crazy, because as I was watching the movie, I was like, man, I wonder if this was a reaction to 9-11, or if it came out before 9-11, and it just turns out, I found out soon after, because I watched it on VHS, 
and the um, it had like a little post movie like uh, behind the scenes interview with Arnold and the director. Oh, really? And yeah, and that's like the first thing they said was like, yeah, um, we were supposed to put this out in October, but then nine eleven happened, and we were like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can can we put this movie out right now? Yeah, and they February of the next year, which is like death to movies. January and February releases they always seem to get buried, which is why like I had never really heard much about this film really at all. It didn't didn't make back its budget. No, it lost like a few million dollars at least. Like I think yeah, uh, seven million dollars it lost. Yeah. So, which is not good. <laughs> so, you think? Yeah. At at first, in this movie, I was like, "Man, this is gonna be some fucking hyper America propaganda, dude!" Like Arnold sipping out of the American flag mug. Who do you think he voted for in this movie? Do you think he voted for George Bush? I would imagine. You think so? The, yeah, the character, he, the character, or Arnold? <laughs> the character, the character of Gordon, fucking Brewer. I don't Gordon know. Brewer. He was up against Al Gore. I mean, Ar- Arnold's character had to vote for the Bushmeister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got the uh, you got the American flag mug. He's doing all this research. I'm thinking, like, man, this is gonna be like fucking taken. Except, right? Yeah. His family's dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so the early acts of the movie were kind of... Hmm, probably the most boring part of the movie. Did you aside take... Aside from the explosion. Which, based on the angles and everything that were shot of the explosion... It was I like 12 it's... explosions. It just kept... They used every angle they had. <laughs> right, but the, the angle that was depicted the most clear angle of like his son and his wife i thought for sure oh they're gonna be all right like they're gonna they're like they weren't engulfed engulfed in the explosion or anything like they might have got cut up by some glass or anything and then when it was like the next like cut was like them in body bags right yeah what wait what what happened they they were killed by the horrible cgi flames yes (laughs) Did you take very detailed notes at the beginning of the film? Not very detailed, Because no. I, I only have two notes from the beginning of the film, and it's, son looks a little old to be showering with his dad, and this takes itself way too seriously. <laughs> I did notice that, and I was like, should I write this down? <laughs> but then I was like, you know what, man, it's his dad. Like, is it really that weird? I mean, it's Arnold, man. I mean, I don't know. I'd shower with Arnold right now, so I guess it doesn't matter how old you are. Oh, God. I'd shower with Arnold any day of the week. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Especially at that point in time. Oh, Oh, hell yeah, brother. Oh, fit. Whoa, I mean, Arnold, can I please touch your chest? Yeah. Can you still do the booby thing that you used to do? If it was Arnold and Hercules in New York, no doubt about it, I'd be jumping in that shower. How small would his testicles? Would, uh, how small would his testicles be? Do you imagine? I don't know, but they're pretty pretty small, probably. <laughs> Dude, testicles recover after you stop using steroids a lot. I'm not I'm not completely familiar with how testicles expand. 
Arnold, if you're out there, man, I know it's probably embarrassing to talk about. We know you're a huge fan of the show. Um, and we've been trying to get you on for a long time. You know, your manager is a dick and, and all this stuff and busy filming schedule and all that. But Terminator Dark Fate is wrapped. It came out. I don't think it was very successful. And um, we'd love to have you on the show. If you would have came on the first time to, to promote Dark Fate, uh, we could have had Midnight Miles on. He was very excited about it. And you're, the movie would have made at least another $5 million just based on our listenership. Yeah. But anyways, we'd love to have you on the show to talk about the effects of uh, steroids on your testicles. Providing the steroids were used in safe format, normal hormone production will begin to kick in once the course is finished, with testicle size growing back to normal size within a month. Within a month? Within a month. So, Jesus Christ, so when Arnold dropped the juice, his... It must have been frightening to, to <laughs> see these things. Dude, that's gotta hurt. Man, to like see him swell back up to normal oh, size. Jesus Christ! <laughs> which, which to him was probably like, holy shit, what are these grapefruits doing here? What the fuck is this? He probably had like fucking little fucking goddamn beans before they turned into fucking goddamn the, those Chinese metal balls that you spin around in your hand. Oh, like the relaxation balls. Are, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Holy hell. Do you think Arnold was still on the juice during this movie? During this, hell that, no. no. That, or that he was just like working out just like pretty... I don't want to say regularly. I want to say that just pretty intensive working out. I mean, he was in shape. I mean, like he... I mean, he wasn't going crazy in the gym or anything. Like, even like his, like, 90s stuff. Like, end of days, like, he wasn't that big in that, really. I mean, like, at this point... Yeah, he's point, not big, but he's still, like... He's in shape. He's, like, still fucking jacked. Oh, yeah. I mean, still, like, the most... Mus- if I saw him in real life, I'd be like, you are the most muscular person I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life, in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure, goddamn... Uh, freaking, uh... Sean Stasiak, or, or whatever is... is <laughs> He's, or Scott Steiner. You know, or Dave Batista is probably a little bit more jacked up than you now. But in real life, person to person, he would have been the most muscular person I've ever seen in my life. His arms were probably still bigger than my entire body. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I think that... I, yeah, I don't know if he was on the juice anymore. And I mean, like, I think even by the late 80s, I don't think that he was gassing anymore. I think that he no. was just in the gym like a fucking animal still every day, probably. Yeah. You could tell. You could still probably tell he was on it, like, during Conan and the first Terminator. But, like, even by Terminator 2, he, like, slimmed down a bit. He's a lot leaner in Terminator 2. Yeah. But still a fucking monster. Oh, yeah. When the guy burns the cigar on his chest, and he's just like... <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck, that's the most beautiful man chest I've ever seen in my entire life. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, Arnold, we'd love to have you on the show to talk about your experience of your fluctuating testicle size. Yeah, because that's what we really need to talk about. So, so, so he's, he's, he's showering with the kid. And I thought about it when, it when it was happening, but at the same time, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, this is a father-son relationship. 
You know who, are, I mean? who are we to judge? We don't have kids yet. I mean, who knows? He's, and they make very clear mention of the fact uh, that Arnold is German in this movie. Thank fucking God they didn't just treat him like some some normal white guy. Um, or at least John Leguizamo doesn't. Nobody oh, else he's got some it. lines. That was one of my John other... John Leguizamo was like, oh, German sausage and... And all this, and he's all like, this he's stuff. like, you order a pizza with Canadian bacon, and you get German sausage. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, they may mention that he's definitely not American. <laughs> not American. I mean, he's American, right? But but he's not. Uh, you know, he's not from Texas or anything yeah. like that. Which I think is something in a lot of Arnold movies that they really just kind of ignore and just kind of expect you to think. Like in Jingle All the Way, where it's like kind of just like they kind of just treat him like, yeah, he's just a normal American dad, not in a, not an an immigrant in any way, shape, or form. No, no, sir. No, no chance. Yeah. The weird accent. Oh, that's from like Brooklyn or something. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> so that Tommy Wiseau accent. It's yeah. from Louisiana or whatever. <laughs> That's what he says. He says he's oh from New my Orleans. God, one of the worst fucking things I've ever seen. He's like, he's, where is where is he from? Has anyone proven where he's actually from? James Franco confirmed that he's from somewhere in Eastern Europe, but they don't know where. But if you ask Tommy, he says he's from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> James Franco, thank you for coming through with the. With the, with, confirmation. with the information, yeah. Why? Why couldn't fucking what's his face confirm it? Greg Sestero? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess when you're portraying, he's like, "I'm not breaking kayfabe, brother." Yeah. <laughs> this is my ticket, okay? This is my one claim to fame, and I am not fucking burying it. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so collateral damage. Um. So what they. They send him off to... Well, I guess, by the way, he the reason they're sending him is because he saw the terrorist before the explosion or whatever. They don't send him. They he just send, goes. He just goes? He just goes. Yeah, he just goes. Like, um... I think he, uh... But he's cooperating with law enforcement because they were like, oh, you saw the guy or whatever. He shows up as like kind of like a witness and, and you know basically provides nothing of any use to um to them very you know. non-threatening looking villain by the way i feel like they could have got someone a little i bit. almost thought that it was fucking um whichever one is harold or kumar from <laughs> harold kumar i seriously at, at the end when he was like when his hair was really short and everything uh, i was like wait a minute oh yeah is that the dude from harold and kumar go to white castle but no, but I've seen him in some stuff, but, like, I didn't recognize him at the time. But, yeah, he's not a very threatening-looking bad guy. I want to say, before we move on, um, that at the beginning of this, I think that this is a movie that, if you can look past the accent, right, I think just from, like, a a facial expression, like, standpoint, um that this is a movie that you could show to somebody that says Arnold Schwarzenegger's a bad actor and they would have to look at this and be like hmm maybe maybe he's not that bad because when his family dies 
he legitimately looked fucking miserable. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, damn. And it was a moment that I'm like watching the movie, and I was like, man, I feel for this guy. I feel for this character. He looks fucking just absolutely destroyed. Yeah, I mean, he did good in the film. He just had very like limited material to work with. But then when he does have like those moments or whatever, he's not bad. I mean, like. You know, I mean, he's not, like, goddamn fucking... He's not DiCaprio or anything, he, but yeah. <laughs> he, he's no freaking um, Marlon Brando or, any, or anything like that, but... I don't know, man. When I was watching Hercules in New York, I really thought that was Hercules, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- like, seriously, think about it. He's he's never been to Earth before. How would a, a non-Earthly figure come to Earth? He'd be like, oh, you struck Hercules. A very Al Pacino-like method acting performance... From Arnold Schwarzenegger in Hercules in New York, I think we can all agree he was he was very much a, a, at, a, at a Christian pale level <laughs> with, with how much he immersed himself into in the, the role, role yeah. in that movie. <laughs> no, I think that Arnold Schwarzenegger is very much underrated when it comes to his ability to act, at least in the department of emoting and stuff. It's very fun to look back and... The, yeah, and at the goofy the, shit. It's the easy to... Yeah. and screaming and stuff. And that's the stuff that made him famous. But I don't think that you could get as far as you get without being able to be to do something a, a little bit good. And he's a little bit good. Yeah. He's definitely not the worst actor I've seen. He's not even close. And, I mean, you just don't get to that A-list level if you can't. Do something, just, yeah. If you can't act at all. Especially for as long as he did. Because, I mean, like, he the, was going the, for, like, 30 years, you know? The accent, nothing he could do about it, I guess. And at the state, and as big as he got, that he got so big that there's nothing you want to do about it. You're like... That's the whole thing. It's part of the having Arnold in it. Yeah. You're like, if I'm going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in the fucking movie and he's not going to do the fucking accent, then what the fuck did I cast him for? Exactly. He's a really pissed off director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up one day on the set doing a perfect American accent. He's hey, like, what hey, the fuck happened? Hey, <laughs> hey, what the fuck are you doing? Okay? <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um... By the way, he speaks, and, and I was also, I never thought about this. Uh, for someone with as thick of an accent as he has, to this day, very, very thick accent, Arnold Schwarzenegger speaks perfect English. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think that anybody um, really kind of notices that or, or thinks about that. Yeah, he's got the thick accent, but grammatically, he is very fucking well-spoken. He's like, he's got a mastery of this of this language. Yeah. It's just something to me. Cause I work with, with, um, I'm a Puerto Rican person and he's just, you know, he speaks good enough English to get by, but you can just tell like, okay, he doesn't have like a full grasp on it. Right. Like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger does. Uh, does he still know Austrian? I would, I would imagine. I mean, he was raised there, wasn't he? He didn't come yeah, here until like later. Get their native language when they come here and they start speaking English. Like, I mean, all the time. I mean, I'm sure he still had, family over there and stuff that he would talk to. I mean, I don't know. He might not be, like, all in on it. Like, I'm sure he still remembers, like, some stuff, but... That's uh, something we're gonna have to ask him when he's on the show. Of course, yeah, we'll just have him talking Austrian the whole time. 
So yeah, the the government did not send him to uh, Colombia, but they did not do anything to stop him either. They knew he was going to go down there because he called them and he was like, you know, tell me where he is or whatever. Or, you got anything? And they're like, listen, you're not, you're not working on this case or whatever. Um, this is our job. Just leave it to us. Yeah. Or whatever. And he's like, uh, nice try. And <laughs> so, um, he, you know, he's doing all this planning and then the one guy, I think maybe where you got confused, is that his firefighter buddy brings a like a veteran to the house who is like a special fucking like he's like a former like tactical officer or something like that that like fucking helps him plan out how he's going to basically infiltrate the guerrilla camp. The terrorist camp. Yeah, I remember that part. I'm just a little more fuzzy on it because you saw it last night. I didn't. I saw it like yeah. last week. But yeah. So regardless, yeah, I'm he, the expert. Yeah. And you're just the casual fan. Yeah, just like you'll be the expert of end of days next week because I would have seen it like a month ago at that point. And yeah, but I imagine it's so memorable that you just. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so <laughs> I can recite it word by word right now <laughs> if I wanted to, man. <sighs> But yeah, so he goes to Columbia, and he's uh, doing his thing down there. He finds himself eventually at this camp, basically, where John Linguizamo is basically like the head guy. Uh, well, he gets arrested first. Oh, I forgot about that part. Okay, so wh- here's another thing I forgot to write down. What's with all the fucking like bizarre-ass cameos in this? Where people will show up because like the dude that fucking played Barton Fink is like his cellmate or whatever, and he's in the movie for like ten minutes and then he's gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean he just kind of shows up and he's an asshole for like ten minutes and then he's just gone. <laughs> yeah, and Arnold like basically threatens to let him burn alive. Yeah, <laughs> if he doesn't give him his fucking pass, uh, pass to get to to get to the camp. yeah to get yeah to the Arnold jump. gets his ass beat and he. Well, first he punches he punches a man down a cliff. Yeah. In, in one of the mem- most more memorable action scenes of the movie, you know, he's getting chased by gorillas or, or Colombian police or whatever, and he just punches a man in the face. The man goes flying down a cliff, and then Arnold jumps down a fucking waterfall, and it looks absolutely <laughs> terrible. <sighs> Words cannot describe. How bad did this look? You just gotta go. You just gotta and watch find lateral it. Lateral damage and just look, and it literally looked like me and Buddy's green screen effects right now. Where if we move a little bit too much, it starts cutting off part of our face. Exactly. And everything. It looked terrible. I literally just wrote down waterfall green screen, and I knew what that would mean. Yeah, and then yeah, because before he gets arrested, he saves the boy from the motorcycle. Which comes back later on towards I'm the I'm starting end. to think that maybe Arnold bath- uh, showering with his son um, is a little inappropriate because he does have a fascination with little boys in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, the 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 woman uh, who turns out to be, like, one of the villains of the movie, um, in a pretty decent twist, I didn't really see it coming, um, but she was, he's like, oh, you know, she's like, she makes like a comment like 
mind your own business or something like that. And he's like, she's like, we can take care of ourselves or whatever. He's yeah, we can take care of ourselves. I'm concerned for the boy. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I'm concerned about the boy. Yeah. But yeah, so that's when he gets arrested. This shortly after that, and then he ends up in jail, and then shenanigans ensue with the fucking cellmate. Um, and then, yeah, they fucking, the gorilla cartel or whatever breaks into the, the prison, sets the place ablaze. Arnold and escapes. don't kill Arnold for some reason. Do not kill Arnold, there, no. There's like a running theme in this movie where the terrorist that knows that Arnold is trying to kill the shit out of him just n- never kills Arnold despite having multiple multiple opportunities to just fucking shoot this guy in the head and be done with it. He doesn't do it. Right. So that was kind of confusing to me. It was kind of like one of those things with the villain where it's just like, God, you're fucking stupid. Or like in the sacrament when they're running past all the guns on the floor. (laughs) Oh my God. It, It really kind of took me out of it. So he shows up at the island. And John Leguizamo's, like, sees the idea or whatever. He's like, oh, you're not who I sent for. You can't come in or whatever. And then they eventually... John Leguizamo in. wearing that vintage Metallica shirt. By I know, way. right? Yeah, incredible. I just wanted to, to say that. And he also does a absolutely terrible, awful rap. I wrote, he... I wrote down in my notes, Luigi's got bars. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down that rap was awful. Because he, he plays his fucking mixtape or whatever in the car. <laughs> he doesn't play it, he just recites it. Oh, does he? Yes. Yeah, yeah he you're much starts, more fresh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just starts, like, saying it, and it's awful. And Arnold, like, is like, oh, I think you have a, a future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> future. <laughs> like, yeah, he takes him to his little cocaine factory, basically, where he has a weird gentleman that's just dancing for no reason. Yeah. Who looks like he's on cocaine. He could have been, yeah. I mean, they Is had he just the... testing the supply. Like I, that, I didn't understand that part. Yeah, I don't know. It could have been, yeah, because they had the people like stomping in the whatever to get the. I don't even know. I don't know how the process works, but they were stomping in the mud or whatever. I just want to say that on the way to the cocaine place, John Leguizamo gives Arnold Schwarzenegger like a hood to like blindfold him, so Arnold puts it on. And you can literally just see Arnold's face through the entire, like, thing. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you just gave him, like, a fucking nylon to put over his I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember what happens after that. He's like, that. you can't see. Trust me, you don't want to see where we're going. Well, brother, please fucking give me something better to cover my goddamn eyes with then. Yeah. So what happens after that? Oh yeah, so um, the basically the American government um, leaks to the terrorists that Arnold is there, and so they go, or do they leak the information? Hmm, I think they leak the information to him. Yeah, they leak the information to the government before he goes to jail. That's why the terrorists go to the jail and and tear everything up. But then um, when Leguizamo lets the guy in, um, the the dude that also let him in 
with Leguizamo shows the leader, like, yeah, this is the guy that came to fix the generator or whatever. Right. And the guy yeah. was like, you fucking idiot. That's the fucking American dude that's trying to kill me. Yeah. So they go there and they basically blow up the entire fucking, or actually they don't do it. Arnold has been rigging this fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> generator to explode the entire time. It blows up the entire cocaine plant. John Leguizamo gets fucking yeah, he's done, shot and killed. And then when he dies, Arnold fucking like lowers himself from the vehicle. <laughs> John Leguizamo's dying moments. Arnold makes sure to let him know, "Hey, brother, I'm hanging from the bottom of this vehicle." that I'm going to just hitch a ride on because have you seen my arms? <laughs> I could definitely hang on to this for as long as humanly possible. But that was an interesting scene. They gave Leguizamo kind of like a sort of sympathetic death. Like you were supposed to sympathize with him. He looked very pathetic as he was dying and Arnold yeah. gives him, like kind of, you know, looks at him as he's dying and stuff. And, uh... It's kind of weird. He's a drug dealer. Yeah, because like, like he was a villain, drug kingpin from Colombia. He's basically goddamn Tony Montana, except he doesn't live in the United States. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, at some the the next note I have is snake swallow. I remember they were doing like some sort of torture. I can't remember if that was before or after they blow up the drug. Uh factory or whatever the fuck it is so we we get to the place arnold is has decided that he's gonna just uh that he's going to just blow this terrorist guy up well he fails miserably because the the same wife and kid that he saved earlier in the movie a uh, wife and kid spoiler alert she's the fucking the guy's wife terrorists uh, wife, um, they're they're walking around there for some reason, and um, he's screaming, "No, get back! No!" And the, the terrorist guy is like, "Wait a minute! Why is there an Austrian in my <laughs> fucking villa? I'm gonna jump out of my goddamn thing before the whole thing explodes!" And that's exactly what happens. And they freaking um, capture Arnold. Put him in a barn again. They don't kill him. Yeah, they just keep him in that hut. And then fucking the wife is like cuddling with him and shit. And he's like, why don't you stay with him? <laughs> like, why don't you there's, leave? <laughs> there's like a whole scene where this guy, come, this is like, this is awesome. And I wish Arnold would have been this badass throughout the entire movie. The guy comes in with like three dudes that have like fucking AK-47s and shit. And Arnold is tied up. And Arnold's like, yeah, nice try. And he fucking, like, tackles the terrorist guy. He's literally beating the shit out of this guy. Dude with the AK comes in. He thinks he's going to take out Arnold. Nice fucking try. Arnold's beating his ass. He's beating that guy's ass. He's beating the shit out of all three of these guys. He's choking some dude out, yeah. Yeah, until finally they overcome him. And this is when the movie kind of was, I was kind of like, oh, they're actually going for something here, um, because then the U.S. Um, like people come in and they just start bombing this village, just because this one terrorist head guy um, 
was in was you know said to be there and they know that there's an american citizen american pow or or whatever you would call him there right. hostage, hostage yeah. whatever they know there's an american there being held hostage they know there's women and children down there but their guy is down there so they're like fuck it kill everybody and I was like, wait a minute, who are the fucking bad guys in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Right? And so, they're doing all this, and then that was kind of really like, man, oh man. This really did come out, like, really close to September 11th, and, like, probably shortly after this was made, we were doing the same exact thing in, like, yeah, Pakistan and Afghanistan, looking for Osama Bin Laden. And how many women and children were probably fucking bombed and killed? Just right. Like, man. Um, so when that was kind of happening, I was like, "This is fucked." <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, Jesus Christ!" It was really um, the horrors of the war on on, on terror. Um, they, they weren't shy about it in this movie, but at the same time, Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of was. The way he separated himself from that was like, hey, man, you're a dick. Yeah. That was was this whole thing. Hey, you killed all these women and children. You know what? You're a real asshole. (laughs) That was the whole thing for the rest of the movie. He was like, he's like, you suck, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The general of, like, the American army. So, um... It turns. This is where it gets confusing. It's also the most exciting part of the movie. Part of the movie is that um, Arnold is trying to escape with this woman and child. There, that she's married to the to the the head terrorist guy. He's already fleed back to America. Right. The American troops come in. They capture Arnold and the woman and child, and he, Arnold says, "You know what." She'll help us or whatever. We're going back to America, and guess what? You're bringing him, and you're bringing her, because that's the fucking guy's wife, and she is going to identify the target. And the American guy was like, oh, well, damn, all right. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do it, okay? And so they get back, and uh, she points them in the direction of where there's a fake bomb. The real bomb is actually a fucking toy that the little kid brought into the fucking military base or whatever. I'm assuming this is like the Pentagon or some shit that they're in. I think it was. It was supposed to be the Pentagon, yeah. And like... How the fuck did you sneak a bomb into the Pentagon? I don't care if it's a fucking kid's T-Rex toy. Aren't they really strict there? I think... I could be wrong. You saw it more freshly than I did. But didn't they put it like around... The, like security thing I didn't even notice if they did something like that because I was it's just like, like when you when you go to a concert I wasn't even thinking that that was that stuff was going to happen yet because they from what I remember when they're entering the the building or whatever it's like when you go to a concert and they make you put like your phone in your wallet or whatever like in the fucking like bucket so you walk through the metal detector that's what they did with the toy from what I remember Jesus Christ because they show it in flashback at the end when Arnold puts all the pieces together. They show that mm-hmm. that scene. I see, I see. 
Yeah, well, regardless, they got a bomb into the Pentagon. <laughs> yes, they, uh, or wherever it was, yeah, wherever they but, were. Oh, I have to say, uh, before that, when they're they're looking through, like, uh, the goddamn... The, the station, the train station or whatever, where the guy was uh, planning the fake bomb or whatever. Yeah. They're like, she's like, oh, that, that building looks familiar or whatever, trying to steer them in that direction. And then they, they got a guy, and Arnold's like, hold on, stop the camera right there or whatever. Or maybe not Arnold, but yeah, because Arnold's off with the kid. They're, they're like, stop the camera right there. Zoom in on that. And this fucking surveillance camera zooms in to, like, a perfect fucking portrait of this guy's fucking face. <laughs> it's, like the most in, it's, like, the most perfect enhancement of a picture I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm just, like... And you were watching it on VHS. <laughs> I'm, like, this is, like, yeah, it looked like a goddamn Blu-ray on my VHS player. I was, like, what the fuck, dude? In 2001, like, listen... I've watched true crime documentaries and it's and, always and, the blurriest shit. Yeah, it's like your surveillance cameras are always the most blurry fucking thing ever. And when you zoom in on them, it looks like somebody just fucking stuck their goddamn thumbprint on the fucking lens <laughs> of the camera and then shit all over it. I like it. Literally looks when they zoom in on these things. It literally looks like goddamn the original Donkey Kong game if you zoomed in on that. Yeah. <laughs> if you put if you put the original Donkey Kong on a fucking HD screen not even an HD screen, like one of those gigantic big screen tube TVs from back in the day, the big screen tube TVs. You play you were playing Donkey Kong on that and then you were still like, you know what, this isn't close enough. So you went to the settings of the fucking TV and, and zoomed, zoomed in even more on Mario. That's what these surveillance cameras look like in real life. But on this, it looked like they were watching the fucking Blu-ray copy of goddamn a movie that came out in, in 2025. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking 4K digital version. They just zoomed in on his face and it was just a perfect picture of his face. And they're like, that's our guy. Yeah. <laughs> Move up! Let's go! Let's go! Meanwhile, this guy's riding a motorcycle through the goddamn underground of fucking... of DC. Or, no... It couldn't have been the... Pe- were they in LA? No, they were in the... They were in DC for sure, because at the end, like they say on the radio, this is the first attack on our capital in... Oh, uh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but he was in LA... He's an LA firefighter, right? When the damn... When the thing yeah, happened. he's from L.A., but they took them back to D.C. when they went back to America to be at the fucking base or whatever. But he was at the goddamn base before he even went to Columbia when he was, like, giving them info. Like, somehow he was just, like, in the fucking Pentagon randomly. Yeah, I don't remember the timeline, really. But, I don't know. Someone's but, yeah, they, gonna... they, they were in D.C. for sure at that ending part. Just like the redneck, inbred, cousin fucking pieces of shit. That were in D.C. a couple days ago here. Buddy. It's at this point in the movie. When I realize. When when the when the mom turns bad. Okay. She's in on the whole thing. Right. I wrote in my notes instantly. Arnold's going to get a new son. How happy <laughs> Arnold. He's getting a replacement son. They're going to go home. And they're going to take a shower together. Hell it's yeah. going to be incredible. Yeah. 
and he he recognizes her from. By the way, luckiest kid on the fucking planet. I know, right? By the way, like me and you, we're just dying to take a shower with Arnold. This random fucking kid from Colombia, just because he was raised by t- a couple of terrorists, he's gonna get to take a shower with Arnold. And he is a little bit older than his son, from what I remember, so which makes it a little even more sus. It's not his kid, and the kid is a little older. Let's be very clear. He does not actually take a shower with this kid in the, in, in the movie. As but far as we know. his actual son, he definitely does. Yes. Um, and yeah, he recognized... Because like at the beginning of the film, they got a, a clip from the terrorist like wearing a mask or whatever... And then they're replaying it back at the end, and they re- Arnold recognizes her from the hand clap that she like does in the video, which she also did to like discipline her son. So that's when Arnold like makes the connection, like, "Oh shit, the girl is the person from the video, or whatever." And she's in. This is where thing. I got confused about the plot. So, was the reason they didn't kill Arnold the entire time they wanted to bring, like, earn the trust? And then bring fucking them back to the Pentagon or whatever, so so that they could just bomb the fucking pan- Pentagon. It could have been because I mean, like she's only mean to him in that first scene, but then as soon as he gets captured or whatever, she's all like nice to him and shit, and like goes along with everything he says. Which is where I started getting a little fishy because I was like, why is she going along with this? But I was like, whatever. I still didn't see the twist necessarily. I just thought it was like weird writing. But then when the twist happened, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so she... It just doesn't make any sense. The, like, they knew that fucking everybody was... The, the American people were going to show up and bomb everything. Perhaps the guerrillas, the terrorists, leaked it to the American troops. Like, hey, this is where we're hiding this guy. Come bomb us. Or whatever. I remember them fucking getting the info. And then the one dickhead guy was like... Oh, we're gonna fucking bomb, you know, bomb them, and they're like, "Oh, is yeah. that okay?" And he was like, "They're holding an American hero. Like, we're like, we'll get away with this." You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so maybe they leaked it to them, and I just didn't notice. Yeah. What I did notice, though, is there's a scene on the elevator where they they show up, they have a shoot off, a shootout. The guy opens the elevator and just starts firing. Now we're hearing gunshots, we're hearing gunshots, we're hearing gunshots. But the girl is hiding behind the elevator, and then she comes out and fires one shot and kills the guy. The problem is, is that when she fires this one gunshot, there is no gunshot audio. Really? (laughs) Oh, God, it's terrible. You didn't notice that? I didn't notice that, no. Oh, I was like, how? How did you do this? You have an $85 million budget on this movie, and you didn't put in the sound effect there. I don't know. Either I didn't notice, or they put it back in for the HD release, because I mean, you saw the VHS version. But... Yeah, it's possible that they, they put it in, but I wish that I could see that in like the release notes on here on Wikipedia, but it's not to be. I can go to the IMDb page normally has like a section of like goofs so maybe there's like editing mistakes continuity audio visual uh it doesn't say in there well son of a bitch okay i i i noticed even if imdb didn't i am the master 
So anyways, Arnold chases these motherfuckers down. He figures out where they're going to meet. He traps them in these Up here, oh, up. I had to scroll down to the spoiler goofs. And it says, audio-visual unsynchronized Selena fires her gun in the elevator without making a sound, though the recoil is visible. There it, there it is. It is in the spoiler section, so there you go. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't know that. She shoots a gun in the film, yeah. Yeah, that Selena shoots a gun. So, um, they get to the place. Arnold uh, gets an axe. He traps everyone down there. He starts fucking... Busting open all the gas pipes, and basically invites these dude, these people, to shoot him, knowing full well that it's going to cause an explosion. Right. It's going to fucking kill them. In some and of the worst it, effects I've ever seen. <laughs> it's all going according to plan. Arnold actually does not get shot, but they do fire shots at him that cause the explosion. He escapes the explosion. And then this is the most ridiculous part of the movie. This is the most ridiculous part of the movie. They're engulfed in the explosion more so than Arnold's wife and child were. And they're They're fine. They're absolutely fucking dominated by this explosion. Arnold walks in. The entire fucking place is just fucking destroyed. Fire everywhere. Everything's on fire. Everything's destroyed. Everything's fucked up. And then he gets pounced on from behind. Guess what? They don't even have any fucking char on their face. They're completely <laughs> unscathed. They just tanked the fucking explosion. That's what it says directly under the the goof with the gunshot. It says Selena and Cardi and Claudio survive a gas explosion without a single hair being singed. <laughs> They're just They're completely fine, yeah. Everything's destroyed around them, but they fucking have titanium skin. Or something like that. It's like one of the Dragon Ball Z fights back in like the ocean dub, where like somebody would just get the fuck blasted out of them, and they're just like a cloud of smoke surrounding them. They've just been fucking dominated for like an entire episode, probably based on Dragon Ball Z time budgeting. Yeah. And then when the smoke clears, then like Krillin's like, ah, ah, he doesn't even have a scratch on him. Like it was yeah. like one of those things, except even worse. Yeah. Because they were literally engulfed in flames. And they're actual human beings and not Captain Ginyu. <laughs> the damn... Uh, so, Arnold... I'm actually happy that they weren't dead. I just kind of wish that they would have showed some battle damage. Or, right, yeah. Or something. Or, like, it would have been awesome to have them, like... Burnt. All freaked out, like, freaking... Their hair's all burnt. Their flesh is, like, melting off their face and stuff that would have been awesome Um, but no it wasn't to be and then but at the same time when they got caught in the explosion I just wasn't expecting them to be alive so at the same time I was like fuck that was underwhelming yeah that was redundant yeah Um, but uh, again Arnold goes in there he batters a woman (laughs) (laughs) this is true he kills her by throwing her into an electrical panel and she gets electrocuted to death yeah, <laughs> and then he grabs a fire axe and throws it into a man's chest and murders him in cold blood. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is the thing that's a theme that's been going on in the entire movie. They're like, "Hey, Arnold, you know, you know, are you sure you want to do this?" Um, even the terrorist is like, "Are you sure you want to do this? Because you're going to be just like me." Like, yeah, like 
what makes you different from me? You just want to kill me. You just want to be a murderer. Or whatever. And Arnold's like, I'm not like you. That yeah. was a really bad one. Uh, and I'm kind of watching the movie. Like, yeah, Arnold, yeah. He's got a point, Arnold. You kind of are. <laughs> yeah. At this point in time. Um, but yeah, he murders a man in cold blood. And then they follow that up by saying he earns the fucking Medal of Honor. Yeah. To be fair, Arnold um, seemingly knowing that he um, probably shouldn't get that for acting uh, uh, acting on his instincts for revenge and murdering a, a woman and a man in cold blood yeah. um, probably doesn't deserve the, the Medal of Valor of, or of Honor or whatever that he gets. Yeah. But... I don't know. He saved the the place from exploding, and he he throws he, threw, he, threw, he, he throws he the toy the out the window. He threw the toy out the out the window and exploded. Um, after he kills the two people, he um, the kid runs up to him like he's his dad. Look, there it is. That's my new dad. And he just runs up to him, and they they holds him. He's way too familiar with him already. And Arnold whispers into his ear. We're going to take a shower when we get home. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then the credits roll. I don't know, but is this all another ploy? He got tricked by the wife. Do you think this is an elaborate plan for the kid to then become an adult and then overthrow Arnold again? Gets duped. Yeah, I kind of thought, like, is the kid in on it? Because it did, was shot in, in such a way, like, the kid picked up the T-Rex at one point, and as he picked it up, the eyes lit up like the bomb was activated. Yeah. Because he touched it. They should have ended the film where, like, Arnold and the kid are hugging, and then the kid, like, turns his head and, like, winks or whatever. He turns his head, and then his eyes light up. He is the bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Collateral damage, buddy. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not particularly it's not good. I mean, it's fine. Um, I think it... It's it not. does spark some healthy debate about the size of one's testicles after um, the use and discontinued use of steroids. It does. I mean, um, again, not another essential Arnold classic. Um, I can see why it's so relatively obscure with in the pantheon of like Arnold films. Like, it's nothing really extraordinary or anything. Hercules in New York is better than Collateral Damage. Um, yeah, it's more fun. Yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, if you like Arnold, check it out. I mean, if you're looking for something new that, like, you haven't seen of his. Like, it's not bad, but, like, you're not... It's never going to come out of it thinking it's one yeah, of if the you're best... Yeah, if you're just itching for a new Arnold movie to watch, then Collateral... You could do worse than Collateral Damage. You could watch Maggie. Yeah. Please don't watch Maggie. But does Arnold shoot a gun in Maggie? Because he does not shoot a gun in this film. <laughs> uh, very rare. Um... I think he shoots a shotgun a couple times in Maggie. Well, there you go. I don't know what else to say about collateral damage. Um, yeah, it was decent. And we will never watch it again. No. <laughs> Buddy, what else do we have to talk about? I don't know. I think I think that's pretty much it. Why you got any? Then I will catch your ass down the road. That's it? Okay. <laughs> that can be it. That's fine. <laughs>